Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Tuesday, March 31st. My name is Javier Reyes, your host of this year Lockdown Padres Podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno. If you feel so inclined, hit me up on there or the Gmail, which is LockedOnPadres at gmail.com with any questions, comments, concerns, and I'll do my best to get back to you or answer the questions right here on the show. And today's show is going to be a nice little fun one. It is part two of my chat with Mr. Millard Thomas, the host of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. And this one's a little bit more, uh, what's, the, what's the term? I would say it's a little bit more simple. It's a little bit more playful, I guess, of a podcast. We still talk about some some very important topics, but it's definitely, it's a little bit of a fun one, a little bit of a fun chat. And before we get into that, though, I wanted to just shout out that Actually, just less than an hour ago, it was announced while I'm recording this um, that the MLB said that minor leaguers will keep getting paid amid the coronavirus shutdown, reportedly $400 a week up until May 31st. This is obviously really great news and the labor disputes and all that has really come to even more light, I feel, especially over the last few months and obviously over this um, COVID-19 epidemic. And it's nice to see that MLB stepped in and did this. While I wish that it didn't take this international kind of issue that we're going through right now for them to realize this and start paying a little bit more attention to it and addressing it, it is still a step in the right direction, I believe. So shout out to the MLB, shout out to minor league baseball for kind of getting this done. And you know what? Every now and then it's nice to have some good news in the current times that we're going through. So yeah, guys, here's part two of my chat with Millard. And don't go away because right after I have to talk about something with you guys really quickly. I guess my next thing I'm wondering is what are what are some minor leaguers that people should watch out for, do you think, for the for the D-backs? And from what I have been following they do not have as loaded a farm system as, say, the Dodgers, unfortunately, in our division, or of course the Diamond or the Padres. Who are some guys, though, that you think could maybe surprise people or guys that people aren't talking about enough? Okay, so one guy that I'll give you, he's not technically a minor leaguer. <clears throat> he did pitch last season for the team, but he only pitched uh, 24 innings for the D-backs last year in his rookie season, and that is Kevin Ginkle. I think he's definitely a guy who should be on the radar for a potential closer to the D-backs, not just in 2020, but maybe in the future. I've talked to him, uh, talked about him on today's pod. Uh, well, when you're listening to this, I guess it would be Wednesday's pod, but he was really dominant last year. He had a 1-4-8 year array. And in save situations, those numbers went up even more. He, had z- he gave up zero earned runs in 11.2 innings pitch in save situations last season. So I think he's really could be a guy that could be a closer for the D-backs in 2020 because I think that's their biggest weakness heading to the season. I'm not sure if I truly trust Archie Bradley yet to be my full-time closer. He'll probably be uh, tabs the day, uh, the opening day closer for the D-backs. I'm not sure if I have full confidence in him. And then they have guys like Hector Rondon who might be the closer too. But I really like Kevin Ginkle to be a possible breakout closer for the team uh, heading into the season. Everybody out there, fantasy managers, take note. Because Lord knows, as <laughs> someone who's played fantasy baseball a lot, it could be annoying when you don't get enough saves and whatnot. So Kevin Ginkle, put that guy on your watch list according to Millard. Man, I can't tell you how many times I would get. I remember the year I had the Astros closer. I forgot his name. It, I don't even. I forgot his What's name. I, it was like two years ago. 
I think. And they just stopped using him. <laughs> and I was like, this is like a top five closer and they're just not using him anymore. So I'm just not getting saves. I forgot who it was. I'm going to shoot myself when I remember the name. You know, actually, let me look it up right now. Yeah, because um, Hector Rondon did uh, close some games for the Astros two years ago. But I doubt that it was him because uh, he only had 15 saves for the closers a couple, uh, for the Astros a couple of years ago. So he wasn't super dominant. And then they didn't even use him as a closer in 2019. So I don't think it's him you're talking about. Ken Giles. Ah. Ken Giles, I believe. This little twerk. It wasn't even his fault. He started out awful one year. Like he got lit up in two games and then they took the job from him. I was like, no, are you kidding me? And then he finished better. But that was like just a mess. Right. And then they had guys like Will Harris, who was who was great. And Luke Gregerson was I had to pick that dude up in order to get saves. But anyway, that's enough of the 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 closer talk, I guess. So that's the interesting part, though, is that I feel like the Diamondbacks aren't a team that people talk about in terms of the farm system. That's not really part of their team right now. I'm sure that they're trying to improve that. But the Padres, it's that's their biggest thing. They've got the best pitching prospect who's probably going to debut. And honestly, at the rate things are going, not to make light of things, but he might pitch earlier in terms of the season because the season might start in like July at this rate, right? So I'm really mm-hmm. curious to see how he pans out. And I think that he's a sneaky, a sneaky, not rookie of the year because he won't pitch enough, but he'll be like a guy that people talk about as being a rookie of the year quality type of guy because, you know, he's going to come up late, but... So that would be interesting. The Padres could have two potential superstar rookies back-to-back years, and I think that that's definitely in the cards for them. Now, Millard, the next question I have, and basically the the last question is a little bit of a fun one. Who okay. is your favorite? Who is your current favorite Diamondback? You think, or it could be old Diamondback, whatever. Just who is your favorite <laughs> Arizona Diamondbacks player? I think I'm going to have to go with another obvious answer here and say Ketel Marte, just because I think he has all the makings to be the next face of the franchise for the D-backs. He has, he's starting to build that statistical resume the last two years. He was an all-star last year, finished fourth in MVP voting. So his numbers across the board were phenomenal. Then I think he's starting to get more of a personality as well. The D-backs are trying to market him a little bit more, really make him the face of the team. So right now I would say he's my favorite just because I love the way he plays the game, how he goes about his business. He's not uh some he's not one of these diva players. Some players, you know, uh they they like to talk too much, they're divas and they're just not, you know, they're they're more detrimental to their team chemistry than actually helpful. I don't I don't think Ketel Marte is one of those guys. I think he just uh put your hard hat on and go to work kind of guy. So I really like Ketel Marte. I really like his potential uh, heading into the 2020 season. Hey Ketel Marte, not a bad pick for your favorite player. Definitely not someone that I was following too much because I think I talked about this on the last episode. He was the all time. I checked my phone check the stats because I fell off at one point of the year. And I was like, oh my God, like he was one of those that I didn't realize just how good he was. And of course, because it's Arizona, I don't think a lot of people realize that. Do you ever like, I'm just, this is a side question. Do you ever get annoyed maybe that people don't talk about the Diamondbacks enough? Or is it just kind of this thing where you accept it? No, at this point, you just accept and understand the D-backs and pretty much all Valley teams won't get any experience. Uh, respect around from the national media until they prove themselves. They have to win games. That's pretty much for any small market team. You have to prove yourself uh, in your market. You have to win games in your sport to be on that national stage. Any small market team can be 
thrusted into the spotlight. We start with the Golden State Warriors. You get Steph Curry, mm -hmm. then you go out and sign Kevin Durant, and then bam, you're in the spotlight. So the same can be done for, for a small market team like the D-backs. It just got to build a culture and get that great product on the field that you know can be a true title contender. Then the national media will start to follow you. Absolutely, man. And I think you hit the nail on the button. It's just, it's, this is kind of the reality of things. And the Padres, I mean, certainly, I mean, they've got to compete with, I don't know, 75 other teams in the state of California across just three sports, practically. That's what it feels like sometimes. And they're definitely the, the lowest relevant team. But in a way, I kind of almost, I don't know about you, I kind of like it every now and then. I kind of like that nobody talks about the Padres. I kind of like when nobody talks about the team. Because I know people get frustrated in all sports where you don't get enough attention, especially when the team's doing well. But for me, I just care about winning, baby. And you know what? Who cares what they're talking about? If you're hosting up the trophy at the end, they'll have no choice but to talk about you. So I don't care about the talk about during the season as much, really, unless it's something really, really awesome that's happening, you know? Hey, guys, just wanted to take a quick break to talk to you guys about postmates and let me tell you every now and then i'm just really hungry and let me tell you i think everyone's hungry right now whether it's it's getting an early morning breakfast burrito to a 12 pack of beers or what have you when you watch i don't know face off like i do for the 80 millionth time that's a really great movie to watch while you're drinking believe me well this is where postmates comes in if you're like me start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch I love food. That's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery too. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store, no more late night fast food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites and get anything you want delivered within the next hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Millard, now last question, which is a... Okay. Uh, a, a baseball question, but not a Diamondbacks question or a major league question. I've been asking all my guests basically for the last like two weeks. What is your take? If you have one, of course, on the best baseball movie or your favorite baseball movie, or if you don't have one of those just sports movies in general, do you have, do you have a take? <clears throat> um, that's something I'll probably have to think about, but off the top of my head, I have to go with one of my favorite baseball movies, Honestly, it would have to probably be Moneyball with the mm. Brad Pitt on the hill. I really mm -hmm. do like that one. I feel some people, I see some slander on it on like Twitter and my social media talking <gasps> about storylines and how they didn't get the full story. Because I guess <clears throat> they didn't mention like the other all-star players that they had on the team. And yeah, mm -hmm. that may be true. I do think it was just a well-written story. I liked how the plot progresses. And I thought it was just overall interesting uh, storytelling, honestly. And uh, it was always one of my favorite movies, even though some other people don't seem to like it. This is the correct take. I approve of this take 1 million percent. I love Moneyball. I just rewatched it uh, two nights ago because I'm actually prepping to do a podcast with the A's host. So Padres listeners, don't worry. I'm actually going to have I have a fun idea to, to pitch what I think that movie would be like if it were the Padres. So stay tuned for that probably next <laughs> week. 
And that, that movie is just awesome. This is such a great take. And that's interesting. I don't see a lot of Moneyball Slider on my timeline, at least. That's interesting. And I, I get that complaint about they don't really mention that they did have some other good players on the Oakland team. But I think that the bottom line is they lost their three best players. Like, that's the most important thing. And also, that doesn't mean it's a bad movie. Guess what? Movies based on a true story. I hate to break the news to everybody. There's a lot of finagling around real life kind of situations because it's a movie. You ever seen The Social Network? That one takes some liberties too. But it's also, in my opinion, one of the best movies the last like 30 years. So uh, that's that's not a good criticism, I think, of the movie. If there's any criticism of it, it would be that Jonah Hill. No, Jonah Hill's great in it. I can't even think of a criticism. You see what I'm saying? Like There's, there's nothing to say uh, about it. Maybe yeah, it is really being a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Oh, no, they're not. This is a guy who has a salary of like $20 to make a team every year. And, and they're good again. And they're one of the six. They're better than both of our teams, I'd say, at least on paper. And based on last year, they're better than both of our teams. So I will take no Billy Bean slander here on the you know. on the Locked On Padres yeah. podcast. But still, uh, Miller, this was a blast. I had a lot of fun. And this has just been our second time recording to, or third time I was on your podcast. Oh. I think it was last week. Now everything's just starting to blend together if we're being honest (laughs) um do you have any final thoughts any final comments you want to make before i let you go yeah billy bean needs to win a championship before i consider him a great gm (laughs) whoa whoa. (laughs) how dare you one one hot take before i go you i just went into this whole thing about defending him and you snuck up on me you were a double agent (laughs) (laughs) i apologize for that one i just think yeah it's great i mean it depends on where expectations are if you just want to be a small market team that competes every year then he's doing a great job but if you want to win a a championship then you do have to spend a little bit money even the oakland a's don't like to dole it out like some of the other teams i mean there's no there's no cap it's baseball this is insulting I'm just appalled and flat out disgusted, but fine. We'll end it at that. I'll let you hold on to this take, but I had a lot of fun, man. Definitely probably going to be doing more podcasts in the future with you because that's how the cookie crumbles these days and trying to push out as much content as possible. And remember you guys can follow Millard, I think on Twitter at creator Thomas 24, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, sir. And that's right, everyone. I'm back here now talking to you just myself. That was it for my chat with Millard. Hope you guys enjoyed it sure to have him on the podcast more, especially over the coming months, to talk more D-backs, Padres type of divisional crossover stuff. And I hope you guys really enjoyed this uh, Empire Strikes Back version of Millard on the podcast, I guess you could say. And uh, I just wanted to, before I kind of conclude the podcast here today, I actually got a review. And I've I've kind of like offhandedly mentioned the reviews of the podcast being kind of bad. <laughs> uh, even though a lot of people I think have been very nice that some of the podcast reviews, I guess, have been not so great. And I do get a little bit of hate on the on the interwebs. And it doesn't bother me precisely, but I definitely want to try and kind of learn from it. I want to know why it is. And a lot of people have been giving reviews and whatnot. And I actually got a really kind, kind of really thoughtful review the other day. And I've been really taken into account. And I'm, I don't want to like read the whole thing. I know that that was a bit last week that I did where I was going to be doing like reading the podcast reviews and kind of responding to them live and whatnot, which I think I'll do eventually in the future, but I'd rather do them when they're a little bit more, I don't know, one way or the other. Well, this one was kind of in the middle and I don't want to read the entire thing, but basically I guess there's a little bit of response in saying how I thought that the review was really constructive. I thought it was nice. I thought it was, 
it was very thoughtful. And I know a lot of people have complained about me not being a Padres fan. And I am, but I do admit I'm not like an expert. And I'm not this guy who's been following the team for 15 years. You know what I mean? I started kind of paying attention to them like maybe 2013, 2014-ish around then. That's when I started to actually pay attention to them and be like, this is kind of my 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 new team that I want to start getting into. But I admit that that time in my life, I was baseball wasn't exactly the thing I was paying the most attention to. So I just wanted to say this is going to be cool because I think that this is a little bit of a trial period for a while. I'm just experimenting and I haven't been doing a lot of in-depth, like old school, traditional Padres podcast type of things that people might expect. I'm just trying to be as weird as possible and just post content at this point And I'm kind of saving and I want to really wait until I talk about some in-depth Padres topics. I don't want to do something discussing the legacy of Trevor Hoffman when I grew up and I didn't really know about the guy until later when I became a general sports fan and was more familiar with the fact that he's one of the great closers ever, right? So I don't want to do that until I really feel like I, I dive deep into his background and read interviews and stuff like that. I don't want to do stuff like that. So for now, I must say, yes, I won't be doing the the type of crazy in-depth Padres type of stuff. I'm going to be doing more loosely based things and just coming up with weird ideas talking about the team and whatnot and talking a lot about this year and what I expect and a little bit of last year and the few years before. But I just wanted to say shout out to this person who gave the review. I am definitely working on uh, increasing my Padres knowledge, and I hope that you guys, at the very minimum, are at least entertained by the podcast. Maybe you're entertained because you like make fun, making fun of it. I don't know. It's something, I guess. It's a release of sorts, and any sort of release I think in these times we're in is kind of a good one. But with that being said, that's it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, guys. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow the show or myself on Twitter, the show being at LO underscore Padres, and myself being at Javapeno. Feel free to send any questions and whatnot. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful, my Friar Faithful homies. Take care.